What's up all you fishing hacks out there? Welcome to another episode of the Addicted Fishing Podcast. And we're, I think we've been a little bit behind on these. We haven't put one of them out in a couple weeks. I know we always, I, I like how every podcast we start with basically how we've either done a really good job of doing a podcast <laughs> or a terrible job. There was a great run though. We had a good run going. Yeah, it was a good it run. It was because I stopped coming for a few podcasts. And exactly. Yeah. Stopped doing was the last one with KVD? No, we did. We've put out a couple since, and we did one with Brad's, the guys yeah. from Brad's. But you talk, so now we got to introduce you, dude. Why don't you introduce yeah. yourself? <laughs> all right, all right. Well, here I am, uh, Matt Swainbank, Mustad Fishing. Cool, dude. Yeah. How long have you been working oh, for Mustad? Uh, a little over a year now. Yeah, it's been good. I've been. Uh, I'm a little behind the scenes, but uh, you know, it's I'm I'm the guy who hopefully gets hooks in your ro- local retailer. So. Cool. Yeah. How long do you plan on working for Matt? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> we'll yeah, so obviously we met Matt through the relationship with Mustad, which Matt, maybe talk a little bit on that. Like talk sure. about about the Mustad and addicted relationship and kind of how that, you know, just your version of it. Yeah, I mean we were uh we were talking off air a little bit just about what this podcast would be about. And I think it's uh I think it's really interesting, right? I mean, um as many of you know, you know, Mustad is the largest hook manufacturer in the world, without a doubt. I mean, we've been making hooks for almost 200 years. And, you know, no one, no one can come close to talking about that. Um, you know, Mustad also, we invented the hook bending machines. So the the ability for anyone to actually package hooks and sell them to consumers, you know, that really all came from Mustad Technologies, right? That's like, so cool. it, That's nuts. it is really cool. And we, you know, we had those patents and those blueprints held tight. And, uh, and, you know, those, those hook bending machines really still come from like our engineers back in the 1800s. You know, it's still so much technology from back then. It's still used today. So we were just talking off air a little bit about like, wow, it's really cool that like Addicted is a part of this company that, you know, virtually created mass market fishing hooks for the world right and and i think you know that the big thing that comes to my mind is um you know are so many businesses are regionally focused right fishing i would say is hyper regionally focused you know i i manage a a pretty wide area of the u.s um and it's so hard to know all the intricacies of every little region you know like uh, oh, it changes just by like even it, in cow- like, dude, it's totally. insane how bad it, it can change from by the river week. to river. It could yeah. change by the week. Oh, yeah. It could change by the storm. It could change by like the time of day. You know, like you know, northern Oregon versus southern Oregon versus northern California. Everything's so different, right? Yeah. So for a company our size, um, it, it was just really exciting to to lay witness to what Addicted was doing because you guys are just so tapped in to the region from your fan base, from all the addicts out there, from the guides you you all work with. Um, You know, you guys are the experts in the field. We want to pride ourselves in being the expert experts in like the manufacturing process right so just from that aspect it just goes really hand in hand in terms of building the relationship you know yeah and what's cool about that is if you guys were listening he said a part of and i like that he started it out like that because when we when we work with any of the companies that we work with we always try to make it like a straight up partnership like we're working together to help each other grow and to help each other create cool fishing products or promote fishing products that we actually love to use yeah i was gonna say let's be honest i go Partnering up with Bustad, like you said, 200 years of the game, tackle manufacturing, hook manufacturing, and let's like being as tapped in as we are, there's definitely changes to products out there that we, you know, have been partnered up with these guys to actually develop exactly. and actually create which is a and better, <laughs> which then we get to catch more fish. Exactly. Yeah, it's even more. Yeah. <laughs> it's a true honor to get to tinker with that level of, yep. of portfolio and, and, uh, 
catalog. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, can it's, you make this one a little bit more like this one with that kind of point and a, that little thing right there? It's like, a, yeah. it's, it's a hard, it's really a hard business. I mean, we see, uh, we see changes, you know, by the year in terms of how fisheries change, right? I mean, oh, this, yeah. to throw out something different than what you guys talked about, you know, and in, in Southern California right now, it's a historic tuna fishing bite going on through the, the yellow fin and the blue fin. I mean, it's, it's absolutely historic what's happening down there right now with the fish returns that we're seeing. But, but the problem is, um, the fish are all eating smaller bait, right? So every year we keep redesigning our circle hooks and we're just going one size smaller and one size smaller and one size smaller. You got to catch the same size fish. You still got to be able to catch 30, 40 pound yellowfin right. uh, on, these, the on these hooks, and, and but we got to keep going smaller. So it, it's pretty, uh, it's fun, you know, for sure. It's uh, I'm, I'm a lifelong fisherman. I grew up on the East Coast and fished my whole life and I've been on the West Coast for about seven years now and, and I, I'm still learning. I mean, I you guys took me fishing a couple weeks ago and i'm still learning but it's uh it's a fun industry to be a part of and we're proud to partner with you all yeah it's dude. fun how you're talking about sizing down those hooks because we're working on a hook right now i'm not gonna put the cart in front of the horse uh -huh. to talk about it but we're trying to size it up oh, yeah. size it up uh -huh. put this coating on it yeah. maybe talk about some new technology and hook points totally. we got going on yeah. here like what <laughs> like, the word came out of your mouth. But yeah, like, yeah, size it up, adjust it, and having the ability yeah. to do that with, I mean, we're just not going to be able to do that with well, any other partner in the hook. Yeah, we are, we are a fairly nimble supply chain. Um, you know, we do own every aspect of the production of our hooks, you know, as opposed to some other companies out there, you know, we do own from the full uh, sourcing of the steel in Norway and Scandinavia to drawing that wire to actually bending those hooks to the packaging process. We own every single area of that supply chain where, you know, we're sold in 160 countries. So it, it is a lot of work to like make hooks that, that can work in all those regions. But right. the Northwest to us, um, at least, you know, must add US, you know, the, the Northwest to us is, it, we're all so passionate about it, you know, just, just behind, uh, all the amazing fishing opportunities that are out here and it's uh i'm really happy to to be here and be able to work with you all on it well it shows yeah good if you all know me i'm uh, i'm always smiling so i'm yeah. i'm always happy even if it's delivering bad news dude you know? we've been giving we've been giving him so much oh. that it's unreal. I don't yeah. even know how he's handled it. I'm so still some smiling yeah, right now. He's yeah. still smiling right yeah, now. Still smiling. It's all good, man. We're talking about fishing, right? Let's yeah. be serious. Which we should you talk know? a little bit about fishing. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. like, shoot, the last time we went fishing, I think we went with KVD down a round uh -huh. trip and yep. filmed a couple amazing Addicted Life episodes. And if you guys don't know, if you guys want to put a face to the name out there, if you're not watching on YouTube, yeah. uh, you can go check out what episode number was that? It's KVD, I don't part, yes. KVD, Kevin Van Dam, Part 2, Addicted Life. Yeah, just go, type in, in, go to YouTube fish. and type in Kevin Van Dam Salmon Fish and you'll find both the videos that we made and there's a podcast with them so don't miss that podcast episode because yeah. that was one of my favorite to date that we've recorded obviously. did you read his blog yeah he wrote a that blog about us. yeah really? he wrote a blog about oh, like what he learned fishing it, 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 on the trip major league fishing really yeah oh, that's awesome yeah kvd obviously Learned. is a uh Longtime supporter of our brand and kind of like these addicted guys here, um, you know, we've we've tapped into the the people that are, you know, in tune to to the fishery to help us create newer, better, more and exciting not only products, for marketing, you know? but he really has yeah, right. developed revolutionary products with Absolutely. you guys. And if, like that, that's the neat part. You're not. Is he like, that's kind of the blessing of having him here is he like lays the foundation for that style of 
of work in the industry. We're like, he is a professional and he's it's, really it's good crazy. at what he does. And we he, don't sell a gimmick. Yeah. Right. Anything that well, we do, it's something that we do because we know that it's going to help us catch more fish. Before, right? before I mean, we even partnered with Bust Dad, KVD had this triple grip salmon hook. Oh, yeah. so I'll just say it because I think sure. it's pointed to the conversation right now. But you put a you do some stuff with some of those treble hooks, and you go out there and you guys do that 360 spinner fishing, and you're going to find your landing ratios going from 50% to 80%. Yep. So Bustad's been on, like, on our radar as far as a great quality product, cutting edge, something that actually helped us catch more fish that KVD developed. And literally, that was like my first kind of real introduction when we were trying to find a better mousetrap to keep some of those damn salmon mm -hmm. on the hook. And come to find out, that was it. And now we're partnered with Mustad, which is even better. It's pretty funny. I mean, we make, you know, right now, I think we have 6,000 active part numbers that are sold in the U.S. for wow. Mustad. Um, so it's ass. pretty funny that these guys were able to find a hook that was designed with a different That's application. A for you. Right? right? Like this, this hook was designed for the application of potentially landing you a bass yep. that could win you $1 million and probably a brand new. Yeah, $1 million. <laughs> And, and when you may be a brand new Toyota t Tundra, right? And you guys were able to find this thing and be like, whoa. And I can't work. even really good for Sam and Fisher. Cameron gets home early. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I get home earlier and did a, leave all you suckers on the river scratching. Yeah. No, I mean, but, but literally, I walked up to, I can't even remember what store it was in. And it was like, oh, yeah, these treble hooks, been there, tr tried that, tried that, tried that, tried yep. that. Nope, nope, yep. nope, nope, nope. And oh, wait, I've never tried. I better try those. Yep. So I'm like, okay, there, there's something there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's that it, bend in. Oh, yeah. That's, that's all what it, it is. It's, it's, all it's the, the strength. It's the strength of the hook. Sure. It's the it's the weight of the hook, which the weight of the hook, I mean, mm -hmm. depending on if you get too crazy, right. you know, you got to find that strength versus weight balance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, or else your spinner is not going to act dead. You're not going to get bit because it's just too gaudy. There's just too much back there, and there's a, there's a, some other factors to that too. But like I said, with with the uh, tolerances that you guys obviously have with your wires and your strength, and just like you said, you're building that hook from start to finish. You've incorporated sure. new technologies, how sharp it is, the coatings, like it's 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 the whole package. Mm -hmm. and that's what lands more salmon. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's a fun time for sure. I won't I won't uh, lie and say it's not a stressful time, but it's a fun time for sure. I mean, and now we be... just need a fish to catch, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, just to be able to work with you all, and I mean, we have seven new product families that are getting launched under the under the addicted name this year. I mean, it's it's been super fun, and I mean, we're just uh, you know we scratched the surface a little bit with the twitch and jigs this fall. Um, and now we have winter steelhead to look forward to. So the other thing you have to look forward to is those walleye death spinner rigs. Yeah, because yeah. that is going to start happening. Jan he's January, right? Is when he really starts fishing for him hard. It's February's peak yeah, spawn. It, yeah. It's getting there above the dam. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, it's not the spawn; it's the numbers games too. The numbers game, as the water cold, it chills out, and the fish kind of start packing into some of those deeper water areas, mm -hmm. and they start bouncing those jigs around. Yeah, the walleye, the walleye fishing is is awesome. I mean, across the country, right? I mean, it's it's a fishery that um, doesn't seem to be overfished at all. It seems to be healthy. It's growing in a lot of regions. It's growing out here in the Northwest. So we're super excited to be able to launch that death spinner with you guys. And and again, I mean, that's that's something that's you guys helped us to create it for out here. But it's going to have applications to that whole Great Lakes Midwest region too. Yeah, which is some super of like, fun. Some of our best walleye guides that we have over in Tri Cities. Mm -hmm. A lot of props to TJ and Jim. And yep. and uh, yeah, to dial that in, and you guys you guys nail it. Same things: hook strength, sharpness. Yeah, you know how 
you know, how heavy of the monofilament do you want on the trailer hook? You know, the size of the prop, the weight of the spinners, like the angle of the hook eyes and stuff within the jig heads. Like there's a, there was a lot there that I didn't even understand and know why I'm tapping into kind of some of the guys that we have as assets to make that walleye death spinner as killer as it is. Oh yeah, that thing's going to murk this year. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, it's going to be fun. But before that, we can catch some steelhead. Maybe. Yeah, have you been fishing <laughs> steelhead at all yet? What about you? We shouldn't even have gone today. Where we went, I don't know. I just I had put the wrong kind of mojo on it. Honestly, I was like, I hate this river. We're not going to catch anything. I hate that river too, though. Yeah, I was like, I don't. I just want to go because I'm being lazy and I want to like stare at the river all day. You know, I had to. That's always a good thing. Yeah, it felt good, but like the whole time, fly fisherman. I just yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. I should have went and swung flies by my house. Dude, so I was just looking. December eighth, me and Phil floated. Last year, December eighth, the only fish we got, he got swinging a fly. Huh. I know. Oh, that's where we're gonna go Saturday, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. Yep. It wasn't where we went today. I can tell you that much. Yeah. No, December seventh, D Day one year. That was your earliest winter. We so had I... like a seven or eight fish day. Oh, wow. that was like five. That was like the last really good winter run we had. I've heard of, you just showed me a nice photo of one that was caught today. Yeah, so I mean they are. I caught one on November eighth. November eighth. So, on November eighth, like a month ago. And there was fish in the river then too. Like any of those bigger rings, yeah. That we got, there was like went. three or four caught that week on that exact same river. Like and and a buddy of ours floated and saw seven. So like half of those fish literally got caught that mm-hmm. he saw. And he's an extremely skilled angler, so he said he saw a steelhead. I believe him. Of course, you know. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm gonna go for the next three days, and then I take a little bit of next week off. But then it's and it, you have to go. Like you have, it's just you're, especially if you're guiding, you got to go. There's Time. fish. There will be fish if there you're good enough fish. to find them. It's raining right now. I can hear it. Yeah. It's supposed to dump tonight. I really hope it does. Yeah, I saw Mount Hood's getting two and a half feet of snow. So let them get that snow, let it melt mm. off a little bit, get the river You'll be in good up. shape there, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of stay up there at that level you want. Yeah, we're we're excited for that. We're we're definitely pumped for, for the winter to start coming in. It's yeah. It was one of the fish that, you know, when I was moving moving out west, I mean it was that was the thing I was arguably most excited about was being able to catch a winter steelhead so we all start it's, talking winners and i'm sitting here on the podcast those on youtube <laughs> see what i'm doing but i'm already looking at the river levels and it's raining right now and i'm oh, just yeah. like showing marlon like oh, oh you, it's going you see, up you see in the climb up. seeing the climb on the charts I'm starting to climb <laughs> yeah wait for the drop and we're, we're good to go everything's gonna blow out for like a week now and then we're not gonna fish you just gotta wait for the drop <laughs> that's about. exactly what i was thinking i was like just slow down don't rain too much please i, I hope think it rains way too much i, I think it's a week straight monumental flood yeah. Like, <laughs> well, the nice thing, if, yeah. if, if Hood gets out. two and a half feet of snow, or if any of the Cascade Mountains get two and a half feet of snow, you just let that stuff start slowly melting off, and it'll keep those levels good for a while. You know, yeah. we, we need that snowpack for sure. Yes. Yeah. So. yeah, especially in the Cascades. Yeah. But if it stays cold, it'll keep them low still. Yeah. Like every other early January we've ever had. Yeah. Where you, it's either you go find the only bank without ice on it. Yeah. And pretty yeah, it usually does and a thirty mile an yeah. hour wind. And yeah. pretty soon, <laughs> you know? in, in another couple weeks, it'll be steelhead. This everywhere, has been the most so unpredictable fall and winter I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Really, like so. Every time you're like, okay, it was like this one year. Nope. All right. Well, we're gonna see rain here. Nope. You know, driest November on record. Last 
five or six yeah. Novembers I can remember guiding, the river went to like 45,000 CFS at one point. Like, right. And then <laughs> like, the other side of that coin is crazy. September was like one of the wettest <laughs> yeah. Septembers we've ever I had. I thought we were in for a like, great Oh, we're going to get fall. punished. And then it like, it dumped it all in September and then decided not to rain until mid-December. Yeah. And, get, and on top of that came with river closures and just like, oh yeah, okay, well that's okay. If the water stays low, we're going to go to this river. Nope. They're going right. to close that down. Okay, well, we can go here. Nope. Close that down. It's just like, oh. It sure made it a ghost town out there, though. Let me, uh, let me take the reins here. Let me ask you guys some questions. Yeah. Huh? What's, uh, what, what's coming up on the addicted docket? What's, what's going to be new for January, February? What do these guys have to look forward to? Well, what are you going to deliver? <laughs> everything. 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 Wow. Uh -huh. You got lots of good stuff coming. Yeah. Got sportsman shows coming up, so there's yeah. been a lot of thought process, kind of like early February. Just with products and events and stuff going on. Yeah. Going that way. Yeah, we'll but be doing the sportsman show for sure in February. So yeah. I'm sure, but but I'm sure, let's be honest, like a thir 30 people right now just scream at their, at their, whatever they're listening to, like, where the hell are the damn floats? Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're <laughs> so coming. Let's talk, let's talk some floats. We're, we're going to be packing them next week. Yes, buddy. Start packing them next week. Jigs, floats, worm heads, all that good stuff. It's all going to market. Yep, it's all going to market. We're it's coming, we're, people. We're we really close. Lying. We're uh, yeah. I mean, we're as as you know. I'll 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 uh, lead from my earlier comments by saying, as large of a organization as Mustad is, we do run pretty lean, right? I mean, we're I wear mm -hmm. a lot of hats. I mean, everybody everybody on our product team, our marketing team, we all wear so many hats. And I've I've worked for a lot of businesses, and um, I've worked for arguably you know one of the largest names in the uh, outdoor industry too. And it was it was the same way. And I do like it that way. I do like wearing a lot of hats and being able to control a lot of things. So um, so it's all in the works right now. We're uh, we're close. Our our factory is going to begin packing uh, sinkets and worm heads next week. So you'll be seeing them in stores and online on Addicted's website Super soon. Excited. It is really exciting. Yeah, it's. Uh, I it, it, good problems some of to the have, right? Shout out some of the stores that maybe have bought from you now. Oh, if you yeah. are one of these buyers from the other stores uh -huh. and you haven't bought, you might want to think about doing that. Yeah, we got we got good partners. We have uh, obviously Sportsman's Warehouse, Fisherman's Marine, Bob's. I mean, where you guys all shop. Yeah. Um, you can you can expect to see that. I think there's one other large scale retailer that'll be carrying that product soon. I won't I won't name drop yeah, it yet. Yeah, don't put the cart in front yeah, of the horse, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, but you guys you guys know who to who to expect us at. And as soon yeah. as we know exactly yeah, where we'll each place, we'll, we'll be blasting it out to everyone. So, yes. so everyone knows when they absolutely. Yeah, and we'll look forward to maybe some seminars coming up. Oh, yes, we didn't talk about that. Talk I about know, that we just had a time hop the oh, seminar we did like this week did last I year. Did that too early or what? No, we, we're planning some bashes for sure yeah. in January. We just don't know when. Yeah. We used to have a lot of our bashes November, December when, yeah, when you know, the area yeah. was kind of inundated with a lot of early return hatchery fish. But as that's kind of <laughs> as that's kind of changed, we need to put them off to January now. So good. kind of get them on that. Oh, January is a good time. Oh, yeah. Make everybody go feel like they don't know what they're doing yet. There's no, there's no fish. And then they come to the seminar. Yeah, I mean, March, they want to go learn. March, this. March, <laughs> in my, at least in my history, March is a superhero month, right? I mean, oh, March, March and April. Yeah, well, exactly. Er, early, right? early April have been my best mm -hmm. days ever on the oh, river really because you can float a whole Washington. day and not see anybody. So everyone goes, spring, everyone goes spring or fishing too, but maybe yep. not this year. So personally, I don't, I don't mind pushing off a little bit. I know. I'll be still the entire walk. The end of April. <laughs> the, the entire side of Washington is supposed to get as much as one river should get. Right. One oh, yeah. little river. The forecast came out for spring. <laughs> it's just disgusting today. 
disgusting bad. Disgusting like three thirty eight hundred. You said thirty seven hundred for all three of the big producing rivers, and then the ones that are big producing <sighs> the the three that are above Bonneville. Because we don't talk river names on the podcast. Of course. Yeah. Which actually, I think we should talk because they are four it's forecasts, forecasts, and this yeah. information's out there. So I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, the basically. Like the Lewis, the Calaba, and the Calots came in at 3,800 fish combined. So 1,200. There should be like 15, 20,000 in the Calots. There should be like, right. it's and, so and the upper rivers, like the, oh Clint, my God, the, the Wind and Drano fisheries, 8,400 combined. Combined. Which is like, Drano should get 12,000. So all the power pro staffs at Drano probably aren't going to be showing up this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> so, like, so let's go, got what, that. Let's, let's go steelhead fishing. <laughs> I was going to say, why do you do a lot of steelhead fishing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, no, no, all you people out there listening to this podcast, just go catch some springers. No, There'll be lots around. It, they're going to be completely off on the forecast. They just called for right, two million. Being... I said, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they, I, I got carried away. They just called for a two million coho. And they got well, not even a, and, an eighth of it. Like, right. And the other side, mic drop. <laughs> the other side of that coin, though, is they also underpredicted the fall Chinook run for the coin. Mm-hmm. And it came over. Like, it came over. So Chinooks, Chinooks were underpredicted That's what they're doing, it just to save their credibility, honestly. What do you I think the coho it. return was off? I mean, I fished with you guys, and I never saw so many coho in my life, right? I mean, I... Okay, okay. Hold on a second. We have no bearing. Like hold on. We That's took you to a very special place yeah, that, that is unfortunately... Because we closed the very next week, literally oh. closed the very next week because there wasn't enough fishing there. Yeah, scratch your head on that one. But regardless, uh-huh. and at the end of the day, that was the only option that like we had. But generally, you can have a day like you experienced there just about anywhere. Huh. But yeah. we just kind of had to go there. For and yeah, it, it worked. And, like and don't get me wrong, it worked. It worked really well. Like, sure. it worked out and. Fortunately, it kind of worked in our favor how low the water was because a lot of people just won't bother to fish stuff that low, and uh, and we just we landed on like really we got super lucky that yeah. day. So you know, I mean, but like Jordan just said, we drove over four other spots that we usually four other mm-hmm. rivers that we usually fish that have that kind of coho fish. Sure, hmm. but interesting. Waters was just too low and too water weird. was low for sure. Yeah. But with that said, even even then, with the water being low, the problem is those fish don't show up at hatchery. They don't show up on the traditional spawning yeah, grounds in the exactly. index. The spots that they survey for, like, Got index, it. and so they just don't get counted. And then they're basically saying, okay, these fish aren't showing, so they shut it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, not, and I'm not to be braggy. I had a fan... Very rarely I didn't catch fish this coho season, but I had to. I mean, I put so many miles on my truck, I had to go far and wide to and like travel and go and like this wasn't good this day, go to this. You know, it wasn't just like I went to my spots every day and caught fish, I had to really work for it, but I did really well. It wasn't 2014 like they said it was going to be. No, it was better than last year, but last year was in the dirt, Mm -hmm. and so it was better than last year, but it still wasn't like that great. That's Mm -hmm. like saying you're it's like you know. I don't know. I'm, you didn't know, know how to go PG with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I was totally going to go, yeah, I'm not where I should have gone without. It was just a little bit better than last year. Yeah. 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 yeah, but I think we might be surprised with Steelhead, and we might be surprised with Springers, and I'm going to really cross my fingers from knock on some wood for both. Yeah. Steelhead is whatever. I mean, the wild runs in Washington seem to do okay on years where hatchery runs are, are piss poor. You know, it's enough to fish for, but um, there's definitely a lot of stuff kind of hanging in in the air right now. There's no reason we shouldn't have a good steelhead season, in my opinion. It was way too good three and four years ago. 
way too good. How much of that is just water dependent, right? I mean, if we get the right rains, how out, much out, that out migration it? dependent? Well, it has it, almost it, nothing to do with the spawning. It's just how many fish left. Mm -hmm. So, and that's what we're seeing a lot on a lot of these salmon runs and, and stuff is the out migration for these smolts. The years that they should have been coming back were just coming off of a really bad drought. A lot of illness in the river. Obviously, mm -hmm. there's a lot of fish that came back this year, like the Wilson closure, that have a parasite that they contract as an infant that they can they contract as a smolt, and they go out live their whole life, come back, and it, it reacts in their bloodstream. And, and I think a lot of it is just you know, what happens in late fall or winter, or you know, in which everything seemed has seemed pretty good for about three or four years to me. You know, yeah, we should be coming out of it. But yeah. You know, now it's like this blobs forming again, and you know we had some on the Washington Guide Committee, and and they had some forecasters and kind of explained that process coming into it. They they came into the meeting for a couple hours, explained some of the processes they did, and and how all signs like pointed to go on this coho run, mm -hmm. and they don't generally forecast for winter steelhead. Actually, they don't forecast for winter steelhead, but like they had all this sign and all this like just good indications, like from the time that the fish went out. So they got out. So like that's one thing. The fish got out. They got north. They grew up. They were sampled strong. They were huge. It was literally from when the time those fish grew up and came back down south that they didn't survive. Hmm. And so maybe hopefully like kind of kind of go what you're saying like maybe those smolts in that year in that age class did well. Like maybe they went out. Hopefully the steelhead just went somewhere else, which generally they do. They mm -hmm. kind of broadcast out out in the ocean. They don't tend to. They don't tend to migrate like in the big. Pushes a fish like you see, like Coho and Chinook do. Of, yeah. yeah, they kind of scatter. So maybe, hopefully, by just the, just on the fact that they got out better, they'll come back better. Because yeah. I really hope it didn't happen. They don't go by the wayside where the co adult Coho went on the way back. Do and they don't know what happened to them. No, literally, the gal who does like who's the head forecaster for the city. She sat right by me in the meeting and just chatting with her, and she's like, literally, like like I said, out migration was good. You know, the conditions when they touch the ocean is really important. Like if there's like these cold water copepods and there's stuff for them to eat when they get out there. Like you need to have the right upwelling. And just, and then the migration north and then the sampling up north. Like every, all signs pointed to green light go, big forecast. Here we go, boys. And literally those fish disappeared on the way south. Hmm. Interesting. And whether they got eaten, they got emaciated, they got diseased, they died, they hit a, maybe they hit a dead spot in the ocean and died like, they don't know, and literally it's just. You Will they know. delay a year? Not coho. Not coho. No coho. Adult, <clears throat> there's you have jacks and then you have adults. Yep, you don't have it. like this like stringing out like you do with chinook where you have mm -hmm. you know three, three four, four five. Yeah, you don't right. have that with them. Maybe there's a secret river we don't know about. <laughs> they all they, they all like the Fraser or something. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, no, coho, Fraser, coho, that's for don't, sure. You don't get that. So. Yeah, yeah, but steelhead, you do. Steelhead, you get twos, threes, and. You do get some fours, but generally they return a second time from being threes. And yeah. Yeah. So hmm. it, who knows? Interesting. I think at this point in time, all bets are off, just right. like right. <laughs> all our forecasts. Maybe we'll get like the sea run return of fish that comes, that <laughs> yeah, comes after that, this rainstorm. Did, did any of the local rivers get like big late returning pushes? Not that I have seen or mm -hmm. witnessed, but I'd be real interesting to see what we get this week. Yeah. I had a friend on a river the other day who saw, we could talk offline about it, but he saw a lot of fish. And you know the that. thing is, before they close yeah, those this rivers, rain coming, mm -hmm. I and he, before he they close those rivers, ago. even though the state was saying there was no fish, oh, there was fish. Right. You just had to do things a little differently. Well, and to your point, <laughs> they, maybe they weren't in as fish. far as far up yet yeah, as yeah, when they normally yeah, monitor them because they didn't have that rain right. yet. Yeah, maybe yeah, they were that was holding. two days ago. Ooh, I mean that looks fresh to me, dude. 
Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fresh fish. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's no, no question. Brown. I know where that, Brown. I know where that, I know where that bank is at. I know yeah, where that I bank that is bank. at. Oh, I know that corner <laughs> hole. Yep, yep, yep. Well, sweet. All right. Well, I think Matt, we're gonna kick off this podcast now, everyone. We're gonna go freaking do a little live feed and let all the people that are watching the live yeah. feed just hammer Matt about the products. Oh, how Perfect. many? Well, is there an over under on how many times you <laughs> ask? Where's the addicted bobber? Let's not say anything soon. about it and just see how many people ask. No, nah, yeah. it won't bring it up at all. Yeah. Soon. We don't That's need soon, soon, guys. We'll be like, soon. Matt from Mustad, next 50 comments. Where <laughs> the hell is the bummer? <laughs> That's so awesome. Listen, we'll, all be, right, we'll be fine soon. No, we appreciate good. you guys tuning in. Thanks so much for tuning in to another podcast. Don't forget, we got some links down below if you guys want to get some discounts on Mustad products. We got some links in the description if you guys want to check that out. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you on the river. Later, guys. Bye-bye.